everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Medicine Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Haley Karpik. Haley, how are you doing? I'm living the dream. How's this week been? It's been crazy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Life in big pharma. I sound like such a same. baby. It's so hard. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, yeah. Never a dull moment. I mean. It's so weird that like, I feel like every every year I I put another year into big pharma. I'm like this another summer notch will be in the bedpost, basically. Yeah, right. literally. This summer yeah. will be chill. The end of the year will be chill. No, and it's not. It never is. It's yeah. just constantly. I'm feeling that. Um, I'm starting to lot. feel that that sprint to the end of the year. You know, oh, yeah. where where things like all of a sudden there's odd pressure from X, Y, and Z to get all this stuff taken care of and review reports and reviews and yeah even though it's like barely november i feel like there's it's in my mind it's january 2024 at this point so <laughs> i've moved on so here's some escapism for our intro question this week Ooh. and that's i think that's why i came up with it yeah <laughs> so some so you're you know before you log on for work tomorrow let's say someone you know rings your doorbell gives you a million dollars you can't save any of it for yourself you gotta burn through it what are you spending that how long do i have to spend it i would say like do i have a month three yeah let's say like two three months i think oh okay okay i've got some good time you got some time yeah um you know i think what i would do is remember that show sweet life on deck when they were on a cruise ship around the world i would do that and I would take some, you can come with me. I would take some people with me. We'd do a little, I'd split the million with a few people and we'd go on a, like a booze cruise around the world and wow, that's forget a, about. That's a unique idea. Yeah. Cause I feel like you'd burn through it and it would be fun. You'd get to see a lot of countries and it would fulfill a lifelong dream of being Zach and or Cody for me personally. So I'd love it. Yeah. You got the, you have the hair to match. Yeah, I'm, I'm Cody. Triplet. Yeah, I could have been their third. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can come with me. You're more than welcome to join on this cruise. I was going to say, I, I would hope. We, we can record the pod. A, a co-host, I would get an invite. Yeah, we could do pod around the world. Okay. I think it's a. I think it's brilliant. And you think you'd, between you know, the group of people, you'd be able to spend a million? Yeah, I think like you could get a big enough, well, all inclusive and we'd go all out. We'd be every port. We'd be doing something crazy, like the most extravagant experience. So, okay. yeah, I think and we'd we go to like all as many countries as possible. Like we would really maximize that around the world and we would truly go around the world. Okay. So I yeah, we get I... to a million. I have no frame of reference in terms of how much something like that would cost, but I have a feeling we could make a million. I could make a million. I could burn a million through that. Yeah, process. we can, or stretch it. You know, I don't know how much yeah. gas costs for a boat or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I want a big boat and like not not something tiny. Like we're going around the world. I'm trying not to die, but if I did, you know, wouldn't have to go back to the work. Last... <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that yeah. was whimsical. I. Yeah. When I was thinking of this question, I was I was a lot more practical. Are you buying like 10 Ferraris? 
No, no, that wouldn't be very practical. I was thinking True. I would buy um a brush my garage, bring it forward and put a nice addition on the back of my house and an in-ground pool <sighs> so as to raise the property value of my house, double dipping a bit. And then uh, I would you think a well, you think a pool in Illinois would do that? You can use it for like five months out of the year. Remember, Haley, global warming. Okay, it's okay. gonna become right, you're banking, easier. You're banking on you're banking on no more snow in in May slash October in, in the great yeah, state of in Illinois. Yeah, in a few years. Yeah, what? Tell, yeah, give me right. some, give me some statistics that that's not gonna happen. Chicago land will be tropical at that point. So <laughs> you're right. G- brilliant. I like it. No, and then if the bears come here, I'm 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 set. Like I'm, that's an Airbnb. <laughs> Yeah, while you go while you're sailing around the world with me. Exactly. Okay, I like it. So you're putting an addition on your house. Yep. Pool. Ground pool. Um, and then I think like no, I, I think, think you should do an above ground pool. Keep it classy. Quite... <laughs> uh, I don't think that quite adds up to to the million no. yet. So no. I think I would also um solidify myself as the favorite child. And I would uh, pay off my parents' house as well as pay for my youngest brother's college. I think that would that would solidify. Like, you think that would tip the ho- scale? Every holiday now, if I say like can't can't be there for Christmas, I'm spending Christmas with Brian in Paris, and they're like, ah, oh, bummer, like you're not going to be with us at the holiday. But I'll be like, remember, you're right. That that <laughs> you can play that card, and that card doesn't go away. So no, it's a lifer. It's a, you're right. I, I think in your scenario with your mother, who I, I'm, I'm going to guess she's not listening to the podcast, but you could use that. No, she's listening. Sorry, Lynn. Like every, every episode. Oh. <laughs> we'll cut it. No, no, no. We <laughs> keep it in. Keep it in. She would appreciate that you were on that after you put an addition on your house, you're going to pay off her house and pay yeah, for Will's yeah. college. You're a giver. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And then I, I feel like that's close to the mill. Yeah. I think anything I'd have left over, maybe I'd buy like a new car or something. But yeah, I was more I, I was more practical. I almost like your idea better. Yeah, I was really thinking absolutely torch this money with an experience. Like yours yeah. has some permanence to it. Like that addition you can use. You can go swimming in that indoor pool. Can you put a water slide on that indoor pool for me? I can. Yeah, yeah. I'll trade you. I'll put the slide on and then okay. you invite me on the cruise. That seems like a really fair trade. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when we were in college and I'd have you help me with my homework. <laughs> and you'd make me a drink. That was like, and you didn't even make it. Your roommate would make it or the Morgans no. would make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd have like a pina colada while doing Calc 16010. It was lovely. Uh, good, good, times, times, good times. Good times. Good times. Take All me right. back. So we're, you know, we're listening to, to the listeners and they, they like, they so far like the, the casual chit chat, you know, they're they're in, they're into the banter. So we're going to keep that going. And today we're going to just talk about weirdest sports traditions that you and I have either found on the internet or experienced firsthand. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a so we've done some research. This is this is an enlightening pot. Like you'll learn, it's some good banter, but you may learn a few things. Pointless knowledge, but you'll learn a few things. 
could be useful on like a Jeopardy. Yeah. Trivia night at your local pub. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'll start us off um, with the tradition of men not shaving during playoffs. Okay. And I think it it started in the MLB, but it has now expanded definitely into the NHL. Uh, I feel like some people do that for the NBA, which is a little weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I find it odd. And And I will say in most cases, not, I'm not for it. Yeah. And I also feel like there, you run into the hair shaving superstition too. Like just throwing out an example, Bryce Harper this past year, he had, he was in like a bad, like he's got a full beard, like big, Mm -hmm. big old beard. And he, he went through this like slump where he really wasn't hitting well in like maybe August and he shaved it all off. Cause he was like, well, I haven't been hitting well with this beard. So I'm going to get rid of it. And like, he walks out one day with like baby face and everybody's like, what happened? And that cured him or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, it would be I uncomfortable. Think- That's my thing. It would get in my way. Like if, if I'm used to playing with short, if I was a guy and I had, I was used to playing with no or minimal facial hair. And then all of a sudden it's game six and I'm, I have a gigantic beard. I think it would throw me off and it'd be itchy. So that's my point is in any contextual, like, I just don't see where a beard is helpful in any sport. Like, like you just said, like you're just sweating and you're like, upping how uncomfortable you are but you know hey our now, male listeners write in and comment like, below with that. now Let me know are, are you a superstitious person because i think oh, it really just goes back say... to superstition so tech technically uh, that's a gray area for catholics You're, I what, feel like. <laughs> what do they what did michael scott say i'm not superstitious i'm just a little stitious yeah like you're right. You, you're like praying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like those two really could fall in the same bucket. Like you praying plus a guy not shaving his beard for the playoffs or whatever. Some people could find a similarity in that. Some I, could. I would say, but here's the thing. I actually, so I stopped praying for myself in sports after high school because there's this really funny skit no there's this hilarious skit uh and people like kind of like mimic it all the time I forget which stand-up comedian did it first but like he was going through and he was like can you imagine like God's going through a list of like issues and he's like war orphans hunger and then he gets to me and it's like dear lord please let me hit a triple double in this non-conference match on the junior varsity basketball team. And he's looking at me like I have other things going. He's on. like, Maddie, I'm a little busy up here. <laughs> right? So yeah, I don't um I personally don't pray for myself to do well in physical activities, but maybe that could also explain why my mile time is so low. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, get get to praying on that and you'll be down to six minutes in no time. But okay, now now expanding on superstitions, are you – say you're watching the Bulls in the playoffs. 
I'm just okay. you know, a very. No, no, that's is that possible this year? Could that actually happen? Not possible, but I see what you're saying. Like, would I become like, superstitious you, like, if something like, like that happened? Like Probably. You're, you're watching them, and you sit on the left side of the couch, and they win in the next game. You sit on the left side of the couch just to, you know, you're like, well, let's sit in the same, you know, like, is that, would that be something you'd be superstitious about? Maybe not okay, heavily. Absolutely. Yeah, but like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's what the be- maybe that's what the beard is for the guys. Maybe we yeah. just talk it's, ourselves. It's sitting. That. It's sitting on the left side of the couch every time they, you know, or it's like you know, if even it isn't like broke, it, don't fix it, don't fix it. And like going back to baseball players, like when you know they do their walk up and they do their little, they step in the batting box the same way or in between swings, they do the same thing. Like you know, maybe it's just a, and it's a comfort thing. So maybe we give it to yeah. these men not shaving respects i wouldn't do it if i had facial hair i'd be but you know what if i had facial hair i'd be like well i can't grow out a beard for the playoffs because i got to keep it the way it's been all season i you know there's a lot of thought behind this but it's all based in superstition that is a weird sports tradition though you do see it like the men get hairier (laughs) as the season progresses Yeah. yeah yeah it's a good one good one all right you want to hear mine you're next yeah let's what do you got Okay, mine, and I'm curious if you've ever heard of this. I had never heard of it until last week. I was um, at a wedding with my family, and we were they were all talking. My dad was talking about he grew up in Detroit, and they were talking about going to Red Wings games, and they stumbled upon the tradition of the, De- the Detroit Red Wings. They do the octopus throw where they throw octopus, like an octopus, on the ice during like the game. Like a live one? I think they're dead, but they throw an octopus on – the ice. When you say they, do you mean like fans, fans? people? Yeah. So I'll go so into you're the- bringing that biologic material to the game with you. In yeah. Like now, a bag? yeah, I'm not sure how in the modern day you'd get that through because what do you put it in a clear bag? You know, like that clear bag policy. Yeah, yeah, like, my, my, my yeah, my my clear fanny pack has my my cell phone, my credit card, my ID, and just and an octopus. Octopi. Yeah. So I'll kind of go into the tradition a little bit. So it started back in 1952. Yeah, it started back in 1952 um, during the third game of the final series of the Stanley Cup against the Montreal Canadiens. And this guy named Pete Cusimano, he owned the East Side Fish Market in Detroit. And he celebrated the first goal of the Red Wings um, by throwing an octopus on the ice. And as you know, an octopus has eight arms, tentacles, whatever you want to call it. Um, So he threw that to symbolize that in the Stanley Cup, and forgive my hockey knowledge, but I don't know if they still do it this way, but in the Stanley Cup, you would play two back-to-back series, two back-to-back seven-game series. So it it took you eight games to win the Stanley Cup. And um, maybe I need to do some research after and see how they play it now. But so it was eight games. Now it's just... Now just I believe a, one it's series, just a right? Seven game series, yeah. Yes. First to so, four, first to so four, back, I believe. Yeah, so back in the day, they used to do two seven game series. So they had eight games to win the Stanley Cup, eight arms of an octopus. So they would throw it to symbolize the eight games you would need to win the Stanley Cup. So interesting. That was with, a bit of a stretch, but I yeah, understand it. but yes, yeah. Like who thought of that? Like how'd you get? There eight octopus, I don't know. But the Wings ended up winning the game. Cusimano was a hero after he threw the octopus on the ice. Um, and the, so the Red Wings have kind of adopted this as their tradition. They have a an unofficial mascot, Al the Octopus. 
Um, and yeah, they, they do it in Detroit when there's eight games left to win. I think they've done it at other circumstances too, where eight is like an important number X, Y, and Z. Um, in Detroit, it's also expanded beyond hockey. They've done it at a, a baseball game at Tiger stadium where they threw octopus on the, on the, on the field. Um, but yeah, so for four de- decades, like the octopus in this tradition was, um, purchased at the same place at superior fish in Royal Oak, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit. So, and they have since closed, but there was like a place you would go. And I don't know if there was like a certain person designated to throw the octopus, but yeah, they would do it. And there's like, you, you know, you can look up pictures of it, but they truly throw an, like an octopus from a fish market onto the ice. Yeah. And I'm guessing somebody goes and picks it up and does something with it, but isn't that a weird, yeah, my dad and my aunt were talking what? about Red Wings games and they we were going into that. And I was like, that is the weird, I had never heard of it. And it's very weird. It's a great Google search, Detroit Red Wings octopus. It's pretty funny. Very odd. Yeah, yeah. that is, um, that's very, that's, I'm, I would be, sh- I'd be shocked if that still happens now, just because I feel like. I, I think it no has happened. Or- um, I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, like please let me know because I I would be. I mean, I, I guess I wonder like, if somebody in the organization like, is. It's, it's getting through a metal detector, or so that, or if somebody in the organization is in on it. Yeah, yeah. like they're handing them out to like throw out. Like, <laughs> if you're the first twenty five hundred fans, into you get a Detroit you get Red a free stadium, you, you, you get a free out that you can whip out onto the ice I'm gonna, <laughs> at intermission. I'm going to text you this picture just so you can like look at it. It's pretty absurd. Um, but yeah, they, are you phone. on your phone? Okay. I'm texting yeah, to you right now. Please, yeah. It's just really funny to be honest. It looks it, And so then I'll send you a picture of Al. <laughs> they're on the, they're yeah, on it's, the it's an, it, and it's not a small, you know how you've seen like at the they're zoo, the those, rocks. you know, those yeah, no, octopus. Tiny. Yeah. Like they're like a big octopus and here's Al, their unofficial that's mascot. Like, that's a big, Oh, more than that. <laughs> That's like that's an order of calamari for twenty. It's like a big. It's not like a teeny little octopus. You know, you've seen those octopus that you can hold in your hands. This is like an octopus. And then there's Al. No, yeah. Yeah. Weird sports traditions. Tell me that's not. Oh, Al's, oh. Let me show you. Send you a picture of a guy throwing one. Also, Peta is uh, very opposed to this. <laughs> well, you know, as you could think, it's a dead octopus. And look, yeah, like this is a this octopus is like the man's holding it and you know the tentacles are as long as his arm like it's a big octopus i just sent it oh yeah it's just detroit things yeah wow big old octopus yeah dude that's i mean the stadium was probably smelling like a fish market yeah i would i'd I'd have to think that somebody in the organization is like in on it but they're like all right we're but also the red wings when was the last time the red wings were in the stanley cup i don't good point but I think they've thrown them at other times. So I don't think it's just limited to, um, yeah, but that's how to I got Stanley started. Cups now. Yeah. Okay. That, that's how I got started. Pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. So I switched my insurance to state farm and get this. I talked to an actual state farm agent who lives in my actual town. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, 
they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent? It's called service. Call State Farm agent Joe McNamara in the northwest suburbs of Chicago today. Well, I, I think that will that'll probably stand as number one weirdest sports yeah. tradition. But for the next one that I want to talk about, I'm going to throw it back to college and make it a little personal for us. Oh. And I know each like each Big Ten school has has a thing. Uh, but looking back now as a 27 year old adult. The idea of a breakfast club is hysterical. Yeah. Like, there explain, is... Explain, explain the breakfast club to our non-Boilermaker sure. listeners. Sure. So, when a Purdue football team is playing at home, we have a breakfast club, which is where our bars open exceptionally early. I believe like four, four. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Four. So 4 a.m. So a lot of times people will go out Friday night and just continue into the morning, you know? So an, keep a, on keeping on. Normally a darty becomes a nighttime party. In this case, re- like reverse flip it. Yeah. You know, night becomes day. And I, Haley, you're, you're from the area. So you might have more history on this. Yeah, I have a couple good high school. I have a couple good random high school breakfast club moments. But yeah, go go on. My understanding is that because we are not recently, that we're not really known for being a football school, and at least I can say this is how I've treated it personally, is that I would prefer to do breakfast club and then fall asleep. Yeah, back mm-hmm. at my my sorority or my apartment around game time, and then you would sleep through the football game, or you'd wake up in the fourth going quarter to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> likely, yeah. definitely yeah. going to be disappointing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and with that breakfast club, I'll just add in a couple fun little caveats. One, you would carry around this large mug. I'd say similar in volume to like. Yeah, it's like a liter bottle. Yeah. You'd carry around these plastic mugs and you would fill them with alcohol and you would just drink them at whatever bar you were at. It was an insane amount of alcohol in the middle of nowhere. And then you would also, and this is probably the most fun part, you would try to find a nonsensical, some might even say ugly, uh, costume. And you would dress up in weird costumes and just walk around the middle of West Lafayette, Indiana, Four in the morning, dressed as something odd, drinking out of a one liter plastic cup. Yep. Drinking vodka that came in a plastic bottle. Yeah, you you took it from one plastic bottle and moved it to, to another. another plastic yeah. bottle. The the biggest thing is the costumes. Like you don't just show up to Breakfast Club like wearing normal attire. You have to be dressed in a costume. And I would like to ask you, what was your best Breakfast Club costume? And I'm currently thinking about the times where I picked you up from breakfast club because there were a lot I know so I'm trying to I'm trying to pick I'm trying to what remember my some best of yours. one would be I know one time for one of the first ones and I don't even think you picked me up because I I specifically remember I was walking back up the hill 
I was going to say you walked home. From Cactus. And I like fell and, you know, skinned my knee open. But I literally wow. went as like the Charlie Brown ghost. So I stuck a bed sheet with two <laughs> cutout holes over myself and wore a fanny pack underneath so I could like get to my like credit card and ID and just <laughs> walked around. And I actually got a ton of compliments. People were like, that is, that is the most breakfast club costume I've ever seen in my entire life because you're going to go home and you're going to use that sheet as a blanket and pass out on the floor. And yeah, that's, and that's exactly what, what you did. That's probably I'm looking, happened, yeah. I'm looking through your Instagram right now and I would have expected you to have a More breakfast, breakfast club club photo, club but you photos. don't. I'm, I'm in your prom photo, so I've gone too far. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought you'd have a breakfast club picture. But um, I'm yeah, trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I'm looking at your Instagram right now. You what have a whole. Else? You have a whole section of your reels dedicated to Taylor Swift. Hello. I do. <laughs> I do. Um, I really do wish you had a breakfast. You did have some good breakfast club costumes because yours were always, you're right, funny yet practical and comfortable. That was the biggest thing for me on breakfast club was comfort because you're up totally. there at 4am and then you're waiting in line for like a couple hours to get in because so many people are going. And I think you also made a good point about football. Like our first two years at Purdue football was horrible and all their games were at noon because they were so bad that nobody wanted to watch them play. So we would, um, yeah, it was, it was honestly perfect. Cause you would go, from you'd breakfast club you'd go home you'd take a nap you'd wake up to the fourth quarter of purdue ohio state and it would be it would be 59 to 7 and you'd be like yep i'm ready to drink again a A lot to a little (laughs) yeah and yeah like breakfast club is it's a way of life and i would i'll give a shout out to somebody who i think is listening (laughs) if not i'm gonna text her and make her listen megan tandrich um, for her perfect record, she like this is her greatest accomplishment at Purdue. She has a degree in mechanical engineering, but I think she's more proud that our senior year, she did not miss a single breakfast club. Every single breakfast club she attended, and she wore a different costume for everyone. Um, shout out to Megan Tandrich on this. Tennis clap. Way yes. to go, Tandy. And you great tennis clap because one of her costumes was tennis, a tennis player. I remember her, so, yeah, her in purple. Yeah. Yes, they were they were tennis players. So it really is a tradition unlike any other. But when I was in high school, I just remember going, we would go for runs on Saturday morning. And and I like, I grew up right by Purdue, but I didn't really know the intricacies of what was going on. And I just remember running past Purdue and seeing all these people dressed up in costumes. And I'm like 15. I'm like, what are they up to? And they're like stumbling around. And I was just trying to get fit. And they were out there having a good time. Little did I know, give it, give it a few years and that would be me. But truly a tradition unlike any other. I do love Breakfast Club. Yeah. A hoot and a holler. I, yeah, I, I kind of miss it. Yeah, because you'd Breakfast Club, you'd go to this bar, Breakfast Club, and then you'd go up the hill right past a McDonald's. You'd stop at McDonald's, get yourself chicken, a little chicken, chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets, maybe a Sprite if you if you needed some hydration, and yeah, have, have yourself a, a great recipe. Yeah, exactly. Because if you didn't bring a shooter or two, you were doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Legendary Purdue tradition. I like how you're doing like personal ones and I'm doing more research ones. But that's that good. Works. Yeah. My next one I just think is funny. It's kind of short because I don't really know all that much about it. Um, 
my next one is Texas A&M's Midnight Yell. Have you seen that? So it's so cringy, horrible. I yeah, I just saw my. I deleted it now because I'm on my. I feel like every other month I'm like I have TikTok, then I delete it, then I have it, then I delete it. The vicious and it came up. Yeah, it came up on the on the algorithm. Uh, last time I had it downloaded, so last month, yeah, ish. And like people were given their their takes on it, basically. Yeah, it, it's like the weirdest. So like what they do to, at Texas A and M, like Friday night before football games, a bunch of fans pile into their stadium, and like certain people, I don't know who exactly leads it, but there's it's like a roast of the other team the night before the game, done by like these college student leader whatever fan. I don't even know. I should have looked into who leads it, but it is the cringiest thing I've ever it's like again it's like so weird and cringy but they just like roast the other team basically and their fans get like really fired up but the roast is always just painful they're Subpar. like like the one i was listening it was like they were playing appalachian state and they were like appalachian isn't even a state like that's how horrible and they, the crowd went nuts <laughs> i was like <laughs> This is not funny, people. Like, you need a real definitely, uh They definitely pre-aimed that. But I, I agree with you. They should, like, wait until someone from there, like, becomes a stand-up comedian or something. Yeah, and bring them and back. And then just, yeah. <laughs> or maybe work. Or maybe they need to, like, again, get get tap into the stand-up comedy club at Texas A&M and get, get in a writing yeah. room, get some jokes flowing. Because I recommend if you want some cringe content, go just – youtube midnight yell at texas a&m it's the weirdest thing ever weird weird place weird roast but i thought it was a good weird tradition because they're like really into it and they get super excited at these midnight yells it does give me an idea though we could or should we do a roast oh uh, yeah i was gonna say we could roast Sports this podcast roast. Yeah, well, well that would be our longest episode we welcome aboard <laughs> welcome aboard the roast um it'd be a great roast you and i would work out we would we would workshop some incredible jokes we could roast each so. other that could be good for a thousand listeners or something that's oh okay a thousand listeners we we roast each other we do a roast okay we do a roast okay Maybe I like it has that. to be athletic themed for sure, yeah, or at least podcast. Stick into some, yeah, podcasting related. Yeah, I've got so okay. much content on you already. I've got you on Strava, so I've got athletic content galore. But you, fair. yeah, I mean, you That's you watched fair. me when I had like two walking boots after I fell down a hill. So you've got, I think we've both got materials for each other. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a different. It's just a different type of theme. Like yeah, you know, like you are still athletic you're an athlete which is which is funny in its own way and i am i've officially entered that part of my life where it's like for those who can't play they they teach or they podcast they podcast you're still an athlete don't worry don't worry it never goes away but yeah we could um we could take a page from the texas a&m midnight y'all and roast each other but yeah, okay. if you really if you really like need it. some cringe content, go watch that. It's pain. I couldn't even make it through one of them. I was like, this is horrible. But yeah, funny, funny, haha. I like it. Um, I think so. What are we doing? All right, yeah, we're on. We're okay on time. I'm gonna yeah. have us each do one more, and then we'll perfect do an ad read. 
Yeah. Um, my last one also a bit personal, but extends now out to uh to MBA and to college hoops as well. And it's interesting to watch. And it's the like the like the announcer curse, basically, or like the media curse. So most obvious, like in the NBA, like uh, a guy will step up to a free throw line and the announcer will be like, hasn't missed tonight. And then he immediately <laughs> misses. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, it would happen in high school all the time too, where like you'd come in off the bench or something like that. And, or like you'd come in off the bench and you were like in foul trouble or something. And the announcer would be like, oh, like Eddie's got to play careful. She has three fouls. And then I'd immediately get the fourth foul. Like I, I was like, yeah. can you just keep that information to yourself? Like my they goodness. Sp- they speak it into existence basically. They do. Yeah. They literally do. I think there's a ton of athletes out there that would agree with me. And it's interesting to me that in basketball, like they ignore that kind of like the announcers still kind of just say whatever they want, whenever they want. And they yeah. don't really care if it impacts or at least gives off the impression that it impacts athletes. But I find it very interesting that in like baseball, you never hear an announcer talk about a pitcher throwing a shutout or a no hitter. Ever. No, but you'll hear them talk about, oh, he's 0 for 12 against this, you know, yeah. against this pitcher. Yeah. yeah. They'll say right. it statistically. Like, they'll be like, yeah. he's clear through, like, once the inning ends, they'll be like, all right, he's clear, he's clear through, through many six. Innings. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's, he, you know, the, he's, You're right. he's got a no hitter going into the seventh or something. But yeah. never during the inning while they are pitching is this guy being like, wow, he I could have a no hitter. Mess it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Because I was uh, the Phillies had a no hitter this year, and I was listening to the broadcast on the radio, and they would just dance around. Because this guy, you know, he, he was l- they looking. Do. They dance around. They dance it, but they around. Never like, say it. They're like, and he's through six. Wow. Okay. Are they going to keep him in? Such a good question. You know, like they they won't be like, well, nobody's hit the ball off him tonight. But like, it's just funny. They do skirt around it because I they feel that like we'll speak it into existence it is kind of funny but you're right in basketball like they will absolutely flame they'll be like this guy on the free throw line he shoots 93 percent. he hasn't missed a free throw in seven weeks and he was a big a lot of pressure at the line tonight you know and then all of a sudden you'll go over <laughs> two misses it yeah yeah so he, i feel like yeah. that's really tough and then same with um i honestly like think it's like i think like a a kicker in football is like <sighs> a it's like a golfer, like, but like millions of people are watching you with do that like putt. Yeah. And you yeah. have to make it, you know, yeah. like obviously like the field goal is a lot bigger, like, you yes. know, but, but, like, but golf is also in terms a, of yeah. pressure yeah. that they put on kickers is just incredible. And the same thing, like they are perfectly okay. Like as this guy's getting up to kick, they're like, well, he's 82% on the year and this yeah. is a manager. He's kicked farther before, yeah. but the game's tied. And if they lose, they don't go to the playoffs. So hopefully he doesn't, you know, hopefully he's not thinking about any of that as I'm <laughs> announcing this over the loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, That's they'll be one like, of my favorites. They'll, they'll be like, he's kicked further with his opposite foot blindfolded. But today could be a tough one. Like it's crazy. Sometimes, it, and especially if you're if they're on your team, it's like absolutely grinds your gears when you're listening to it. You're like, can you just shut up right now? Yeah. Like For you two need seconds. To zip it. Zip it. Yeah. 
that's one of my one of my favorite uh i don't even know if you'd call it i guess you would call it a tradition though because i can picture this happening since the time i understood what sports were and i'm yeah and now, i feel like so. if you asked a broadcaster they'd be like oh yeah they think it's yeah. the thing yeah is that a yeah. thing in broadcast in school like grinding, <laughs> it, grinding they take a, the they take a class called athletes. how to be annoying yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well my last one if you're if you're done with yours i'll pivot this one's this one's funny. Anyway. Another a research one that I found and an Indiana connection. You know Taylor University? It's in Upland, Indiana. It's like northeast Indiana. It's a small and Up- I Upland, Upland has a great brewery. Yeah, I think that's a different one. That's in Bloomington. But oh. Upland <laughs> is great. I, I do love Upland. Their food's quite good too. If you're ever okay. fans, if you're ever in Bloomington, would would recommend a trip to Upland Brewing. Um okay. Non, not sponsored, but Upland Brewing, if you're listening, <laughs> send me a me case. Please, um, please sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us. Um, yeah, so Taylor University, it's like an NAIA school. So it's what they, they do this on like a Friday, the last Friday of the fall semester. They have always the silent have, night. Yes, the silent night. I'm so glad you're talking about this. <laughs> have you experienced the silent night? No, have you heard but about I it? Wish I, yes, I've I've heard about it. I've heard about it. Yeah. I had one. I had a friend from uh from my well, not really a friend, an acquaintance from okay. junior high that uh that I knew that went there. So yeah, I've I've heard. Please explain this to everyone. The silent and I'm night. Just going, yes, I'm this going one's, to sit here. This one's pretty excited. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Taylor University. It's an NAIA school. The last Friday of the fall semester. So it should be silent night. Should be creeping up on us here soon. We should go. Oh, let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm flying back to Indiana. Let's go to silent night. I, you know, I I want to say a ticket for that would be hard to get. After, I would Yeah. So so yeah. So it's like students, faculty, staff, alumni. They all assemble in the gym to go to the basketball game. Again, it's NAIA. So it's, you know, it's NAIA, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's kind of like, it was started out as, as this like let off steam before finals and cheer on the basketball team tradition. Uh, started in the early nineties and students would show up dressed in like PJs. And now it's kind of evolved. They'll, they'll like come in costume, like various kind of breakfast club-esque weird costumes. Um, and the place is packed. Like if you, again, Google image, like, silent night taylor university and see that it's an absolutely packed gymnasium and as the warm-ups finish the arena goes silent like dead silent um and they don't make noise until taylor scores their 10th point um and then you just see the place erupts and like they truly are like again, you gotta watch a video. Totally recommend our listeners to pull it's up like YouTube. It's like the Harlem. It's like the Harlem. Shake. It's like the Harlem Shake. You're right. Like it's just all of a sudden the like in the places like Silent Library, absolutely could drop. No, like a European like, drop. They'll like kick you. Like they'll kick you out. Yeah. If like, like they take like, it very everyone seriously. Everyone takes it extremely seriously, yes. which yeah. makes it that, that much better. Yeah. So it's like dead silent until the tenth point, and then yeah, the place goes nuts. And like they always interview the guy who scored the tenth point. And they're like, "How was it?" But I I was reading an article, and you see people like there was somebody from ESPN who was talking about it, and they were they they commented, they're like, "It's an electric event." They're like, "This is cr-. like people who have seen yeah. like crazy amazing sports events like comment on the silent night like it's." up on par with like you know seeing the game-winning basket of the ncaa tournament like they people are like it is absolutely electric they buy into it and they the place goes absolutely bananas when they when they hit the 10th point so 
it's a good YouTube. I watched it and like it honestly, one, it gave me chills and it was like a good smile on my face. I was like, man, this is a good tradition at a tiny school in Indiana. And yeah, they go absolutely crazy. And yeah, again, the quote that I have written down is it's one of the most electric things you've ever seen. And it was by like this ESPN analyst, again, somebody who's seen totally. some crazy stuff. But um, Silent Night, I had never heard of it until I looked it up. But um, I do know somebody who went there. So I'll have to ask them if they if participated in Silent Night. Yeah. 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 I wonder what the Taylor's gym capacity is. Taylor University gym capacity. Or how many students go to Taylor? 4,400. Wow. Quite small. And then let's, let's see, Taylor University There student. are high schools that fit that amount of – Yeah, I was going to say, that's like a high school. And the thing about a high school side, they have about 1,800 undergraduate students. So, But they fill it, like, and it's packed. And oh, I'm sure. It ex- like, alumni come back – everybody everybody goes to upland indiana for the silent night i'll have to look it up and there's like a twitter account for it like and there's like a student leader who is in charge of the silent night like it's a big deal big deal that was a perfect one to end on yeah put it on our bucket list yep it's going on the bucket list that's (laughs) that'll be added to the 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 podcast bucket list right underneath the invite to the (laughs) espies yeah invite to espies number one invite to silent night night Two. A very close second. Yeah. Very close. Very close. Equally electric. Okay. Well, that wraps that wraps this episode up. That was a fun one. Uh again, if you're listening, please write us in a a sports tradition that you have. Maybe we'll give it maybe we'll give it a shout out next week. Who knows? Uh and then while you're writing us in, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Sports Medicine Podcast wherever you listen. And I've been Maddie Portland. Haley Carpick. This has been your weekly dose of the Sports Medicine Podcast. Cheers. See ya.